Welcome back to the Inspired Incompetence Podcast, where you ain't seen nothing yet, because this is a purely audio-based medium. How's everybody doing? For now. <laughs> all right. Um, I feel like we were all subconsciously kind of avoiding the start of this week a little bit. Oh, Why? What's going on? Uh, it's just that big old boner dragon that about to make us part of his horde. Mm, yep. I blame Tia Blith. <laughs> what about yeah, me? Yeah, me too. <laughs> if you're going to blame anybody, Uchu was kind of the one that was like, don't we want to see what's in there? Yeah, but, but it do. seems you're like this is, we, we haven't seen any dragons uh, before Tia Blith, and now we have That's a seen. fair point. <laughs> That's yeah. a fair point. <laughs> Yeah, you've kind of got me around to your side on that, Tom. <laughs> Old Tia Blith Dragonbringer. Tia Blith brought them into existence. They were merely stories before his imagination magic uh, made them real. <laughs> and he does have imagination magic. He just thinks about flying and he flies. That's true. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, you guys are in Gallowspire. Uh, again, still. And you have come across this large circular room, a hundred feet across, but then in the center, there's a big circular pillar about 30 feet across, Uh, but the pillar itself has uh, doors that go into it in all four cardinal directions. Uh, so it's like there's a smaller circular room in the center of this circular room. And what makes this room extra fun is it's basically a ball pit. But instead of balls, it's just bones. Uh, and so you guys were like, oh, that you know circular pillar room looks promising. Uh, let's go check that out. And you stupidly uh, just waited across... Uh, the bones, uh, unaware of any potential danger, uh, and yeah, you got yourselves ambushed. You didn't see it coming whatsoever, and there's this skeletal dragon who uh, burst out of the the bone pit, and yeah, he wants to make you part of his horde. Uh, supposedly, uh, these bones, a bone dragon, have bones for a horde. Doesn't make sense. I hope not. That would be so disappointing. That'd be like if a real dragon just had a big pile of scales for a horde. Okay, so I think we still got to roll initiative. We do. And Uhtred and myself get to act in the surprise round. All right. Uhtred. 11. Arginus. 19. Randolph. 21. Diablos. 22. Oh, you would. Oh, he's so would classic Teoblith. Okay, uh, so we can begin our surprise round uh, with Teoblith, but first, anybody who's got it can give me. <laughs> Is it Arcana for the dragon or religion for the undead? <laughs> yeah, you know what? Fuck templates. They're dumb. <laughs> uh, give me a knowledge Arcana. I got a you 35. Which we got a 27. Uh, our genus with a natural one, nine. Uh, and wait for our it. Gen- our genus forgot about dragons. Yeah. Well, <laughs> still playing a three for a nine. All right. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, this thing is very obviously 
a dragon. Uhtred and Teobleth, you look at this and uh, this is obviously a uh, skeletal dragon, uh, specifically a skeletal champion, which uh, is much scarier than a regular skeleton because a regular skeleton is almost always a downgrade. Uh, if you've got like if you've got like a twentieth level human fighter turned into a skeleton, it becomes like a CR one third monster. Uh, but a skeletal champion, like not only does it retain like any class levels of the base creature, but it's got a whole bunch of other goodies uh, attached to it. Um, and our genus and Tealbeth have also rolled high enough to know that. Uh, specifically, this is a skeleton of a gold dragon. And specifically beyond that, they you, they know that this is a young adult gold dragon skeletal champion. So, uh, Uhtred can ask two questions about a young adult gold dragon skeletal champion. And Teobleth can ask three. A young adult gold dragon skeleton. Skeletal champion. Yes. What do you think his street name is? Like Young Money or something? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, first things first. Let's get some DR. Sure. Um, You know that uh, this... I'm just going to be calling it a dragon. Uh, You know, this dragon has DR5 that is overcome by either bludgeoning weapons or magic weapons. Oh, that's oh. convenient. Yeah, lovely. So all of us. Yeah. Uh, let's get... Although, oh. hold on. I think that's a typo. Let's not look into it. Um, yeah, I think I like I went over the stat block, and I think it's DR5 that is overcome by weapons that must be both magic and bludgeoning. Well, I like that less. Yeah, sorry. It's DR five. Get over it. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's let's get something about its energy defenses. You know that it is immune to fire damage. And you also know that it has a vulnerability, but knowing that is another question. What's its vulnerability? One question, Uhtred. <laughs> Uh It has vulnerability to cold damage. Ooh, you cold, you say? It's about time that finally was in my favor. <laughs> So, yep, any time it takes cold damage, it takes uh, 1.5 times. All right, so that brings us to oh, Tia hey, I still have one more. I had three questions, right? And I have one more. <laughs> oh, fine. <laughs> Ask your questions. <laughs> uh, how does it perceive things? All right, it has several senses. Uh, I'm going to give you two of them. Uh, you know about its uh, dragon senses? Uh, which including being uh, aware of echolocation and other such uh, otherwise imperceptible sounds. Uh, they can see uh, twice as far. Like, they, they have low-light vision plus, uh, so they can see four times as far in dim light as a, as a normal human can. You know that uh, this dragon specifically has tremor sense uh, out to... Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll give you the radius. You know, it has tremor sense out to 60 feet, uh, but specifically in regards to the bones that you're walking on. Good okay. thing I'm flying. Same here. And our genus, and I think Randolph. Yep, I think everyone but the NPCs. And Thalias, I think. 
Well. I on, I only remember Tia Bliss and Uhtred specifically saying that they no, were flying. No, yeah. Arginus yeah. definitely is. Definitely said I was flying. Yeah. And to be honest with you, I'm not sure that Randolph declared either way because Tom said, "Well, you do have the slippers." Yeah, I'm a uh, I'm slippery well, boy. If I can be a Randolph, slippers are the feather step slippers. Yeah. No. Uh. Yeah. 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 Arginus has the winged boots. Yeah. Yep. Um, yep, yep. And I'll remind you, the feather step slippers require a standard action to activate. Something that I fucking let you guys get away with for like three books right. straight right. before that I made looked such it up. A difference. We, Dude, we were really getting you over on you in this campaign because of that. <laughs> you, if you count how many times there's difficult terrain and somebody goes, "I have the slippers," and I go, "Fuck." And so many times, and you still managed I, to obliterate our souls. Some only books. with, I think it was only with Vipira. I think the moment that Vipira died, <laughs> you actually, uh, <laughs> you actually relived that. Yeah. Like I, I, I remember that. Poor Randolph. <laughs> um, yeah. So I don't, I don't know where we were. Where the, the point? The here. point is, Teoblith, Arginus, and Uhtred are flying, and Randolph yes. is using the feather step slippers. Okay, so Randolph did activate the feather step slippers. Yeah. Because I'll also add that that's only once per day, too. Like, it's not just that it's a standard action activate. You get it once per day. And then I think it's, like, for three minutes or something. I'll look it up again. Uh, you better get right. it right. We're only doing this once. <laughs> <laughs> the rules are the rules as of this moment on. <laughs> I like that. From this recording on, you cannot change them. All right, well, since I'm going to read verbatim the item description, I'm okay with that. Once per day for 10 minutes, these slippers allow their wearer to ignore the adverse movement effects of difficult terrain as if subject to the feather step spell, including granting the ability to take five foot steps in difficult terrain. And the feather step spell says literally the exact same thing. All right, so I believe Uhtred has one question remaining. All right, let's potentially go with a question I don't think we've asked before. And maybe maybe this wording is a little too on the nose, but can I ask how many attacks of opportunity it has? You want to know if it has a combat reflexes feat? Well, I asked if I could know how many it had, but you could go with that too, I guess. Or maybe not specifically combat reflexes. Maybe a, a more in-line question would be, does it have more than one attack of opportunity? I don't know if I would ever want to like just give you guys... Like, if, if it knows this feat or that feat. And there could be abilities, like, not a feat, but, like, an actual monster ability that that would grant a creature multiple attacks of opportunity. Like, that's very Well, that's possible. why this kind of gives you a uh, yes or no right. response. So, I guess what I'm saying is, if it doesn't have such an ability, but it does have the combat reflexes feat... My answer to that question would be no. You are not aware of its ability to take multiple attacks of opportunity. So, with that said, is that your question? Uh, I don't like that caveat, so I'm just going to go with tell me about its breath weapon. Okay. Its breath weapon is a 50-foot cone of fire that it can use every 1d4 rounds, and it deals 10d10 fire damage. Reflex halves. Don't stand in that. Yeah, gold dragons have an extremely powerful breath weapon. The fact that it's D10s is incredible. Uh, that is not the case for most dragons. He could potentially one-shot me with it. Yeah, I mean, if it, it would be insane, but if he max rolled, that'd be 100 points of fire damage. Uh, all right, so 
that begins our surprise round, Teoblith. So for creature type, is this going to be a dragon or an undead for the purposes of being Undead creature. Undead, okay. Uh, don't like that breath weapon. So I am going to spend my surprise round moving, just flying back. So I'm far enough away from this thing that it's not going to get me from its with its breath weapon from where it currently is. All right. Uh, well, now it's the dragon's turn. And, yeah, he's going to rear back and go away. He doesn't get me, <laughs> right? He's going to breathe some fire. I am invisible. I don't know. Maybe he can see me. Maybe he can. Yeah, he's invisible and not in the bone, so. Oh, shit, you're right. He's flying. My bad. Uh... Yeah. Okay. So yeah. In that case, um, okay. Um, sure. We'll just nice and simple. And this thing is going to do a breath weapon. It's going to just singe uh, Arginus's toesies, uh, but he's otherwise safe from it. And then the breath weapon is just going after that nice juicy cluster of uh, Kishikish, Thalias, Elksy, and Randolph. No. So please give me reflex saves. Yeah, whatever. 24 reflex. I'm the greatest. So let's get a reflex save for Thalias. <sighs> Hoped it wouldn't come to this. 17. All right. Uh, everybody but Thalias passes their reflex no! saves. No, Thalias, come on. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> oh, my God. That, and Thalias takes 62 points of fire damage. Everybody oh else God. takes 31. Super uncool. All right. Uh, next up is Utrid. Okay. Um, well, I think seeing Elias and Randolph and, like, all of our frontliners just getting blasted, I'm going to cast a Frostbite, and then I'm going to use a Swift Action Arcana Point, and I'm going to put Frost on the Valo. I know uh, he won't take the damage, but it's more just to fish with, um, to get the magic crit. All right, so that is the end of the surprise round. Combat proper. Up first is Elksy. Ooh. Um, all right, I mean, Elksy's going to close in on this thing. Perfect. <laughs> this is the time for Elksy to be a hero versus a dragon. Well, I mean, there's no bottleneck to, to fuck anything up, and... Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. All right, uh, and unfortunately, that's going to provoke, as she does. That'll be a 39 to hit, which will hit. Oh, she's going to take 23 points of damage from that bite. Whew. But then Alexi's going to gore. She unfortunately can't charge across these bones. It's honestly a wonder that her tiny, her spindly little legs don't just like, like immediately fall through cracks in the bones and like she's just like monorail cat in this <laughs> ball pit. Uh, I imagine she's but, almost like swimming through it. Yeah, like she's like for like every, like she's like galloping through these bones and like moving at a snail's pace and just like a fucking boat through the water. The bones are just like getting like kicked up behind her. Oh man, could have really used a crit, but natural 18's not quite enough. It's definitely gonna hit though. And that'll be 20 points of damage. 
15 after DR. And now it's Teoblith's turn. Okay, Teoblith is going to uh, spend a mental focus to add Bane Undead onto his bow. And he is going to sit tight right where he is. Um, just for the formality of it, that is a 38 on my fly check to hover. Uh, that is your standard action? Uh, using Bane is, yes. Okay. Sounds good. And Randolph. Yeah, what? <laughs> it is your turn. Yeah, okay. Um, well, I don't want Thalias to die, but now would be the opportunity to get something done. I am going to use one of my spells, and I am going to... You're saying he can hear everything, so if I turn invisible, am I subject to that? Well, so he has, you, you know that he has super low light vision and you know that he has tremor sense. So that's basically like uh, he can, like if you're touching the ground, he's aware of the, of like the space that you're occupying. Think like a graboid. Okay. It's, so- it's not precise enough to like, like if you, if he couldn't see you, but his tremor sense could. He couldn't hit, take attacks of opportunity from your movement, and he would yeah. still have a 50% concealment, but he would know the square that you were in. Okay, so I'm going to cast Displacement and, on myself, and I'm going to jump um, Thalias back. Real quick. Back. Yeah. Uh, do you cast that defensively? Yes, of course. I mean, come on. You think I would forget something like that? He did take an attack of opportunity already, so we don't know if he has more. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, we're all keeping track of that. What do I roll? Uh, concentration. Concentration. Yeah, so a yeah. You take your spells tab. You, for hold on before you left. before you click that button. Let me ask you another question that I'm sure you didn't forget about either. Yeah. Uh, do you take a move action to center yourself uh, to yeah. lower uh, the DC of the concentration check by ten? Well, because I want to put the lives back in my head. Can I do all of those things and move and cast the spell? You can't move, but as an immediate action, you can put the lives back in your head. Okay, let's um, do that first because he's right. the best. So m- most spells uh, have I have you, most spells have both a verbal and somatic component. This or one has for an psychic, M component. Or for psychic spells, it has either a thought or emotion, and it has both a thought and emotion component. Um, displacement uh, only has a thought component. Oh, perfect. Well, that means that the DC is 10 higher for concentration checks. It doesn't have an, emo- an emotion component, which means that you could cast this spell even if you were like suffering from like a fear effect or something. Uh-huh. Uh, so if you don't take a move action, the DC is going to be 25 plus double the spell level. What? That's if outrageous. Do, if you do take the move action, it'll be 15 plus double the spell level. Like That's still outrageous. Well, it's All a, right, it's I'll a, take the move action. Yeah, so okay. it's only a 21, which you should pass easily. Ah, well, here we Your go. Concentration's probably 18, 19. Oh, yes, 28. All right. All right, that'll pass. So Randolph uh, recalls Thalias, and he... Uh, Just to refresh your guys' memory... Himself. When uh, I recall him, it makes a really great noise, like a slurping noise. I don't know if you guys remember that. <laughs> For what it's worth, uh, dragons just love stomping Thalias, don't they? <laughs> they really do. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, up next is Arginus. Uh, how high up are you, Arginus? 
Um, I think right. he said 30. All right. Uh, so this dragon uh, technically takes up a 15-foot cube. So, and again, like... I'm not telling. I'm not saying if he's got combat reflexes or not, but if he does, and if he has a 15 foot reach, he would technically be able to hit you from there. Now, how high are these uh, ceilings? 60 feet. The ceilings, yeah, they they reach 60 feet in the center because uh, it's like a domed ceiling. So I would say that they start at like 40 feet. Okay. Uh, or along the edges. So uh, I'm just gonna. I'm going to fly up um, 10 feet. Okay. And... Do you take any measures to avoid provoking? Actually, you know what? I'm going to just five foot step up. You can't I, five uh, foot can't. step straight up. <laughs> All right. And you can you can five foot step diagonally up and back, uh, I think. So you could like no, five I, foot step. I think we... Because no? I remember this with Rogiar, like... You cannot, you cannot go up in elevation while five foot stepping because you can only move up at half speed. Okay. So, so I think if I Fine, just... Fine, but if you did five foot step straight back, that would increase the distance you are from the dragon right. to 20 feet. So I think what I'm going to do is I'm just going to take a five foot step um, diagonally back. Okay. And I'm going to cast uh, haste. Um, centering around, um... We don't center around us, anybody. It's, it's uh, within 30 feet of any... Uh, no two targets can be more than 30 feet from each other, which means Teoblith is going to lose fucking mind. <laughs> right. Like, I don't know. He puts himself inside that. No, this one's understandable. Like, yeah, hit the group, not the one guy. That's fine. <laughs> All right, um, here's another problem, because Randolph's now invisible. So I'm not invisible. I'm displaced. Oh, displaced. I'm sorry. Yeah. All right, so here's the thing. Uh, Arginus and Uchard are both 30 feet up. Elksy, no, I'm Randolph. Not, I don't think I'm 30 feet up. How high up are you? I was just kind of like five to five feet above the ground. Ar- uh, All right. Arginus was the only one that claimed to actually go up. All right, so Elksy, Randolph, and... Kishikish are on the ground. Arginus is 30 feet up. Uhtred is 5 feet up. So, to get the bulk of his allies, I think Arginus could target Kishikish, Randolph, Elksy, and Uhtred, but he wouldn't be able to include himself in that because he's more than 30 feet away from Kishikish and Elksy. That's that's fine. Um, I'll take that. Okay, uh, up next is the dragon. And Already? He's, I mean, it's I mean it's the first round of combat. Yeah, he yeah, I know. Surprise it's round. Just, he's dangerous. <laughs> All right, um, he's going to five foot step uh, northeast and just kind of keep that pressure on that spellcaster, and then yeah, I think he's going to lay it out on Elksy. Rest in peace, Elksy. You were a good elk. <laughs> All right. Uh, 39 to hit Elksy, which hits. Excuse me. Another 26 points of damage on Elksy. Oh, boy. That's going to be dropping fast. Okay. Uh, and then the dragon's going to 
buffet Elksy twice with its wings. That's a 29 to hit. Oh, and a 27 to hit, which both uh, hit. Dang, the wings are still D8. Way smaller uh, static damage though. That's nine damage from the first wing. Then 11 damage from the second wing. All right, and then the dragon's going for a tail slap on Elksy. That's a 34 to hit. 18 damage on Elksy. Come on, Elksy, be strong. Be strong for Elksy, me. Elksy is blinking red. And here comes a claw. <laughs> oh my god. What? Are you reading from the right thing? Yeah. Uh, it's 34 to hit. Oh my god, Alex. Yeah, dragons get a fuck ton of attacks. That's 15 points of damage on Elksy, and Elksy's now unconscious. And dying. And, and dying, yes. And then the dragon's going to divert its final claw attack up at the squishy caster that just cast haste. Uh, that is a 39 to hit. Have some min damage, 11. That claw. And now it is Uhtred's turn. Man, I was really hoping... <laughs> Our frontliners got smashed so hard. I was like, there's four of them. I'm <laughs> definitely going to be able to flank with one of them. The Uhtred's... Like, five feet off the ground, flying, invisible. He's got to hope this fucking dragon doesn't have any more attacks of opportunity and or can't see him. Mm-hmm. And he's As you fly Ooh. south past him, he does not lash out at All you. All right. And then Uhtred's going to end up directly behind him, and he's going to take a swing. Yes! Oh, yeah, baby. 30 to hit with a crit threat. 30 will hit. Nice. See, that's why I put the Frostbrite on there. Um, That's a 36 to confirm. That'll confirm. And uh, so... Do it. Just as you get that hit, uh, instantaneously, uh, Arginus' hands move really quick to cast Decapitate. Oh, that's your new spell, right? Yep. Oh, and that does something with crits. Oh, we've been waiting for this. Hold on one second, uh, because I'm going to need our genus to give me a caster level check for spell oh, resistance that's right. for decapitate. Oh, that's right, because he's technically targeting the creature. Yes. And that's a 32. All right, yeah, 32 uh, will hit, or 32 will uh, penetrate spell resistance. Um, hmm... So, I mean, this is probably only the slashing crit since the magic, since Uhtred's magic didn't. Yeah. Also, this is a fortitude save. What's oh, yeah. Uh, Un- yeah. Undead are immune to anything that requires a fort save. Unless it also affects objects, which decapitate would not. Yeah. Like, the disintegrate spell requires a fortitude save, but you, like, it's re- written right into the text of the spell, like... If you target an object, it just disintegrates like a 10-foot cube or something like that. Is there know. anything written into um, the decapitate, decapitate spell? No, I don't think no. so. Um, objects are immune to non-lethal damage and to critical hits. Even animated objects, which are otherwise considered creatures, have these immunities. Um, which, I mean, I guess makes sense because a lot of undead don't need their heads anyway. 
so decapitating them wouldn't deal any more damage than like it normally would deal uh which is definitely a shame because uh, i i do really like that spell but yeah looks like decapitate is not going to work against this dragon i will say uh, uh it does use a breath weapon we're not we're not saying it doesn't okay. have a head we're just saying right. the rules say undead can't are immune to things with fortitude saves so with the decapitate spell the fortitude save effect is only to increase the critical multiplier whether it saves or fails the spell still still adds 4d6 damage so we're wondering would that still affect or would the fact that it's an undead uh, moot the whole whole spell yeah i would allow the extra damage okay so slashing crit with an extra 4d6 damage from the spell all right slashing crit here is called armor damage double damage and normal damage to the target's armor which i'm pretty sure it's not wearing it is not okay was it straight up immune to fire yes okay so i need to roll let's see looks like 20 slashing damage and then i have to roll 2d6s for the frost so that was another four frost damage and no uh is this from icy burst no, this is from, remember I used to Arcana point to Keen and put Frost on Vala? Uh, the Frost still okay. only applies once. Frost is 1d6, and then oh. you just multiply the result by 1.5. So, oh, four Frost damage. All right, so that goes up to six. Uh, and all, all of this bypasses DR, because it's a crit, and he's undead. So we're, what are we looking at damage-wise? Lay it on me. Uh... It was 20 slashing damage and 6 frost damage. And then how about our genuses decapitate? That's another 13 damage. Alright. So 39 damage total. Not too bad. And now it is Keisha Keisha's turn. Uh, Keisha Keisha is going to move away from this thing. Right, well, Put it in your staff. He's 15 feet away. It is a new day. Um, we want him to shoot his shot on the first encounter. Well, Elksy's dying. <laughs> <laughs> the Lias got crushed as in Randolph. Uh... All right, all right. Crowd's saying staff. Um, all right, so let's see. This thing's got to make... Well, first he's got to get up to it. And it's a new round, and I don't think... The dragon's taken an attack of opportunity since the last time he went, so that's going to provoke on Kishikish. He snaps out with a bite, a 27 to hit, and that does not hit. Ooh. This thing, like, snaps forward with its jaws, and Kishikish just holds out his staff, so instead of his face, the dragon closes its mouth around his staff, and then when the dragon pulls back after his bite, Kishikish just lets... The thing drag him up the rest of the distance before wrenching his staff out of the dragon's mouth and going, Get in my staff, you foul undead! That boy. And he's got to make an attack roll. What's the, like, biggest gate he has to uh, climb over? The dragon gets a fortitude save. Or a will save. But that's a... All right. <laughs> I can't tell if this is good laughing or bad laughing. 
<laughs> it can't be good laughing. <laughs> the dragon got a 37 on his will save. <laughs> oh, is that all? Okay. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't work. Uh, up next is Elksy, who's got to make a constitution check. Uh-oh. Natural twos. We don't like those. How negative is she? Elksy is, after that failed constitution check, negative six. Oh, she's got rounds to go. Yeah, <laughs> rounds. She got seconds. Totally fine. She's got seconds. She might have two minutes, maybe. Well, all right. Um, good turn, Elksy. Up next is Tiablith. Okay, uh, Tiablith's going to start unloading on this thing. Uh, full attack, deadly aimed with his baned bow. And I'm going to spend one focus with my uh, my sudden insight to give myself a plus six on the first attack. All right. And I think that was a good use. Uh, it's a 30 to hit. 30 hits. Okay. We'll go through all the hits first here. So that's the many shot hits. Uh, the rapid shot is a 31 to hit. That hits. And I'm going to go ahead and assume a 16 for the last shot does not hit. That is a correct assumption. Okay. Let's see. So the many shot did... Yeah. 18 and 22 is 40. The many shot did 54 damage. Okay. And the second shot did 27. So that's 71 altogether before you apply DR. Thank you, clustered shots. Uh, I believe that's 81. 54 plus 27? Yes, 81. 81. I'll take it. Yes, you will. <laughs> All right, so just a dinky little 76 after DR. Well, good thing this dragon's not going to give a fuck about the 39 I laid on it. <laughs> I mean, you're still the one it can see. Yeah, well, well, it can see you, right? Yeah, but I'm, I'm 60 feet away from it. It also did 40 damage more than me. We'll see. We'll see what it thinks. Hopefully it's breath weapons not cocked again. <laughs> uh, Randolph, it's your turn. <laughs> okay. Come on, bring the pain. Um, I'm primed to be flanked with. I do want to bring the pain. I also want Elksy not to die. I mean, the best way to save Elksy is to remove the threat. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> crowd honest. wants it. Yeah, if you if you use if you manifest Thalias with yep. that with that, you'll get the dedicated slam damage too, since you took damage yep. from this thing. Oh yeah. Good point. So I'm all hasted up, I'm gonna take a five foot stepperoo, and I'm gonna blast him well, I'm gonna activate the Thalias's uh whatever it's called. The ectoplasmic bonded manifestation. Bonded manifestation, thank you. And I'm gonna scythe them up. And I'm not going to power attack because I'd actually like to hit 34 to hit. Plus two. Am I flanking? Yes, you're flanking with me. 36 to hit. That'll hit. That's uh, 11 slashing, six acid. Uh, attack number two. Don't worry about attack number two. That misses. And uh, uh, hasted attack what's... 24. Okay. Uh, yeah, 24 hits. And that's 11 slashing and four acid. But wait, there's more. It's the Lias time. Oh, oh, what a roller coaster! <laughs> so my, I got a natural twenty, and then my crit confirm was a natural one. Mm-hmm. So 
guess that just that hits. A regular hit, yep. 12 bludgeoning, 6 fire. And these are Thalysis slams, which are considered magical, and they are bludgeoning, so they'll bypass DR. you goddamn uh, right. So, how, what was the damage? Uh, it's 12, and then 6 fire. Okay. Alright, unfortunately he's immune to the fire. Ugh. Whatever. I got, you ready for this next one? Yep. 29 to hit. 29 hits. For 9 damage and 2 fire that he's immune to like a little dick. And then now for my hasted attack. Natural 20. Crit confirm 33. Uh, Thalias unfortunately doesn't get hasted attacks when he's partially what? manifested. <laughs> what? Because yeah. What? Because it's... it's but I'm it's hasted. A, I know, but it's... These are from an, like activating an ability, which specifically says, as a swift action, you make two slam attacks. Like Thalias isn't oh. mechanically making a full attack. Yeah, well, sorry. So that's it. It's okay. You All just right. Broke my heart a little bit. Not yep. even that much. <laughs> All right. It is Arginus's turn. Uh, Arginus is going to take another five foot step back. And is going to use greater invisibility. Okay. All right. It's now the dragon's turn. And, yeah, he, he's he got that very troublesome archer that he wants to address. But this asshole with the sword just hit him with cold damage. And that's, well, like, don't like, that personal. Yeah, but what about the dick that punched him with a Elias? <laughs> <laughs> I love... I love how uh, I love how it's kind of turned from uh, from like battling this thing to debating to why Alex should attack somebody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know what? Um, give it to give it to him. He'll take it. Yeah, I think he's. I think I'm gonna because honestly, if it if it wasn't going to provoke three attacks of opportunity to get to Tiablith, hmm. uh, he probably would have just bum rushed Tiablith. I use an Arcana point to. Uh, Boost up my AC there. All right. All right, here we go. First up, we got a bite. That's a 40 to hit. Miss. Got a boy. Okay. <laughs> if it makes you feel any better. You missed by one. No, I don't think it makes me feel better because I missed on a 40. All right, two claws. It's a 38 to hit. Natural 19, which is more than a 40. And <laughs> it has a... It has uh, improved critical for its claw, so I'm going to roll to confirm. Natural 19. At least it wasn't too The 20s. toast dice. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> uh, Matt, you got a crit card for me? Yep. Uh, slashing damage? Yes. This is a delayed wound. Okay. Uh, normal damage, and the target takes bleed damage equal to your normal damage. Oh, okay. So Uchard's going to take bleed damage equal to the damage I'm about to roll? Yeah. All right. Uh, wait. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? That's 13 points of damage. Here comes a tail slap. Natural 20. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And, like, I, I think it's the dice heard you say... That a 40 didn't hit, and now they're pissed off, because I swear <laughs> to God, I'm not making this up. Roll to confirm, 32. So, I'm assuming that's a normal hit. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 21 points of damage. 
And here come two wing slaps. That's a 28 to hit. That misses. And a 40 to hit. That misses. All right. And that is the end of his turn. Now it's Uhtred's turn, and you take 13 points of bleed. How's this dragon looking? Is it, like, starting to call uh, up he's, some bones? He, he's, he's, missing, he's missing some bones. I mean, he got a natural 20 and a crit off. 64 health. 10. I got 54 health before I go unconscious. I feel like it might just be better to take a full round action this round. Instead of wasting a whole round. Yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to take a a full round action this round. A 21. A 21 does hit. Oh, wow. Mm. Yep. Um, That's going to be 12 slashing damage because he's flanking, so I get bonus damage. Oh, yeah. Uh... The frost damage was five. And All right, so that's seven with the vulnerability. Yep, he doesn't take non-lethal. So that's everything from the hasted attack. Okay. Uh, and then for the regular attacks, first one is a 24 to hit. That hits. So that's going to do 14 slashing damage and another five cold damage. And then we have a 28 to hit on a crit threat. Uh, It's actually a 30 to hit on a crit threat, but whatever. Yeah, that threatens. And then a 38 to confirm. That will confirm. All right, slashing crit. Uh, This is a shield cleave. Double damage and normal damage to the target's shield. Yo, if you were fighting an armored guy <laughs> yeah. right now, Uhtred's Fuck. crits would be just fucking nailing it. Okay. That's going to be uh, 23 slashing damage plus another oh, uh, one frost or one cold damage and all that damage bypasses the DR. With that Saren Ray charged crit, uh, this entire chamber lights up with uh, heavenly fire, and as as if Saren Ray herself uh, corrected this unholy mistake that is this golden dragon, once a, a paragon of law and order, turned undead skeleton, and uh, this dragon just shatters it almost explodes with the force of Uhtred's crit and it is destroyed I'm so sick of dragons alright um, so that was Uhtred and it's Keisha Keish who can't really do anything about the Elksy situation and then it's Elksy's turn so here's another constitution check well natural 5 is better than a natural 2 but I don't think we really like those either uh, yeah, that's going to fail, so Elixir's now negative seven. Now it's Teoblith's turn, so he can uh, he can step in and save his best friend Elixir. Let's not forget Uhtred's bleeding. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're all bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> Teoblith, do you do anything uh, with your turn involving Elixir or Uhtred? Uh, no, Teoblith's going to start looking around. All right. <laughs> that tracks. Uh, Randolph. All right, so yeah. I want to propose this. If we can 
stop Uhtred's bleeding, then he could use the spike. So, like, we could use, like, we could stop Uhtred's bleeding by using, like, a wimpy, like, your weakest heal spell on him. Like yep. your wand. any healing will take care of that. Then, on Uhtred's turn, he can spike, which would allow you to get full healing and, I well, believe, that, healing hands. That spike requires one minute of bleed before it right. starts working. Right. Like, Uhtred's so going to need... So, we need to heal Elksy before then. Oh, one minute before it starts, yeah. Well, I mean, Uchi could start start it on his turn, and we could just again stabilize her with a weep, a wimpy heal. Yep. Uh, so Randolph, what do you do? Let's uh, heal Uhtred with the little wand magic. All right. Go ahead, give it's me gonna one be D big. Plus one divided oh, by yeah. two. Oh, max roll nine divided by two four. Max roll of right. four healing. God, that's disgusting. <laughs> yep. But Uhtred's. Uh, Devastating 13 bleed uh, is no longer ticking. All right. Uh, that brings us to our genus. You got anything? I got nothing. All right. And now it's Uhtred's turn. So you activate the spike. Yep. Well, you you stab it. I start it. In the one minute, the one minute countdown. And that comes to 10 bleed damage, right? Yeah. Well, one bleed over a minute. Right. Uh, but then it'll continue ticking up for, for another, up to another minute yeah, yeah which comes to another 10 so in total yes. 20 all right that brings us back to elksy who's gonna make another constitution check all right these are getting incrementally better but i don't know if her damage over time has been enough yes okay so elksy finally stabilizes with a shuddering breath and randolph it's your turn or is every are you is everybody just waiting now until the spike turns on? Well, he would he, he would still have to use the wand one more time. Oh, she stabilized. Never mind. Yeah, I imagine we would just wait at this yep. point. All right. So while everybody else is waiting, uh, Tia Blith is searching the room. Give me a perception check. Are you using detect magic as well? Yes, and that is a thirty-two perception. Okay. Joe, you should, while we're waiting, uh, bring Thelias out because he needs healing. Goddamn right he does. Good thinking. And you're going to blow all your healing hands because we need big healing and this is the only time we're going to get the benefit of them. <laughs> That's true. Yep. Uh, Just remember to heal Uhtred last. Yeah. <laughs> What's funny is no matter no matter what, Randolph can't even use all of his healing hands. Because he has more than not enough time. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, yeah, with your perception check, uh, you see that this room is pretty much just a big ball pit of bones, but in the far southeast side of the room, you are detecting a magical aura, but it is whatever is emitting it is buried deep beneath the bones. You know that to. You can kind of estimate that based on... Well, he has his like, echo location, right? Yeah, but I don't think those would let you see, like, like underneath all of the bones. Like, I know it's not, like, a solid object, but there's enough of them, and they're dense enough that I don't think Teoblith would be able to penetrate them. Uh, just based on the the strength of the magical aura, like, you get the sense that you're, like, just detecting the fringes of it based on how far away it is. Uh, you know, it's like more than 10 feet 
beneath the surface and digging out all of these bones with how awkward they're shaped and how big some of them are. Uh, it would be several hours of digging to get to whatever is creating this magical aura. Hmm. Uh, Only somebody had telekinesis of powers. So I don't think that would really help you much. Let's see here. I have an idea. If it's to use your ectoplasmic form, uh, I don't think you can manipulate, manipulate objects while you're doing that. That wasn't originally the plan, but well, can I... originally the plan? The original plan was was to use fickle winds no. and just you're throw not going things. to <laughs> no you're you're not gonna like send bones flying with with that um i do have one last idea um okay disintegrate as you put it i can do 10 feet of a single object and the floor is made up of okay. thousands and thousands of objects uh, well, I got a question. Would freedom of movement help at all? Just to, like, swim down and come back up? No. So basically, our, our reward for taking down a fucking undead dragon was invest three hours of heavy labor. If you want to. Let's let's get the healing going, because that's going to take a, a minute here. Let's get it going. All right. First so a minute has, up. A minute has passed, and uh, the stake activates... Alright, well, slow, slow down, Joe. Who, who's going... Am I, like, divvy this out a little bit here? Well, I'm just gonna heal uh, in order, you know? Thalia's uh, first, obviously. And then... Uh, then me, then... Uh, the most dead to least dead. That's the order. Well, so, Thalias, Thalias, then Randolph, then the unconscious elk. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Thalias, then the unconscious elk, then Randolph. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I mean, we we're, you got you're gonna have to rattle these off eventually anyway. So so the first one heals for uh, first one's the you got the big one. So yep, and then twenty nine again. So that's okay. fifty eight. That'll heal Thalias to full. Um, okay, so oh oh, oh two, hold on hold on. Your the full heal should be thirty now. Because your knowledge planes better, went up. Because your regular one my uh, my sheet there. Yeah. Update your notes. Okay. So that's 60. 60 for Thalias. Makes it a nice even number to, to try and calculate to. All right. Who's next? Who's getting the who's getting the natural two? Well, after Thalias comes Elksy. All right. <laughs> so she so gets 12. Elksy heals. Oh, wait. No. Uh, 17. Yeah. I'm sorry. The, yeah. 17. The, twel- the 12 yep. healings is like no longer even possible. Yep. Yep. Uh, so Alexi heals so 17, then she heals 29, 30. And she heals, I'm sorry, then she heals 30. Okay. And 30 again. Whew. And so, how is she looking? Totally dead still? No. <laughs> After healing uh, 77 hit points? Yeah, no, she's not, no longer dead. Uh, like, <laughs> you hit her with that first one, and she's. <gasps> <gasps> Oh, Randolph, thank you. And then you like hit her again. She's, oh, oh, uh, wow, that's so much better. And you hit her again. Ah, oh, <laughs> Randolph, stop. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, Elsie is definitely not at full health yet, but you've uh, you've definitely helped a lot. All right, just as I suspected. Um, so next is that natural one. 
Yeah. Well, does she need a little bit more? Because that's a little bit. Uh, I mean, she could use a lot more still. Oh, that's what I thought. So yeah, 17. <laughs> All right. And how many is that? One, two, three, four, five, six. So I've got four left, right? Yep. Yep. And okay, I need one. So Elksy, you can hold off for a second. Sends for me. Yeah, and Uhtred needs some healing yep. too. Thirty. Well, Uhtred only gets up. the last Perfect. one. Oh, that's true. Just make sure it's a thirty, Joe. Don't you bone me on this. <laughs> oh no, I got you, dog. Easy. <laughs> Fucking bleeding a person out here. <laughs> um. Did anyone else take damage? It's just Elksy and uh, Elksy could definitely still use Uhtred. Arginus took a little. Arginus took that claw. I think it was 11 points of damage. Yeah. Yeah. So if you got three more, maybe hit Elksy, Arginus, and then uh, Uhtred. That's the play. So these three, that's the order. Elksy, Arginus, Uhtred. Oh, and Kishikish. Holy shit. Yeah, Kishikish is down a lot. Because Kishikish never got healed after yesterday. (laughs) Yeah. Kishikish is in the single digits, I uh, think. Maybe give two to Kishikish and one to Uhtred. Good lord. Okay. Two to Kishikish, one to Uhtred. Boom, boom, boom. Uh, all 30s. 30, yeah, all 30s. All right. So Kishikish gets 60. Well, he gets... Hold on, let me see what his hit, how many hit dice he has. All right. So it's hit dice plus uh, Randolph's Wisdom, which is five, plus Randolph's ranks in... Knowledge planes, which is thirteen. Yep. So it was hit dice plus eighteen. Okay. And he gets that times two. Dude, that heal is so baller. After all that, Uchi's gonna right. walk away with three damage. <laughs> so sweet. Um I'd like to make an argument for fickle wins. <laughs> okay. Uh that it specifically says loose materials, which I would assume would include these aren't a couple these aren't a couple like rat skulls or like finger bones these are like skeletons worth of bones littering the floor these are not just loose materials i mean if it's capable of like giving a 30 percent mischance to a giant boulder i would argue that a few bones would not be an issue to move around on that yeah, these aren't a few bones. You're looking at thousands of bones. All right, I've like, got. You're a, not gonna. Just... I have. A, I have another solution then. Thalias, okay. go ahead and sink on down and grab it. Oh, and you think I should? So Thalias, he should be able to phase down. Well, so his phase works that he can't be like. And again, I know this isn't a solid object, but the way his phase works is. He can't end his turn in an object he's phasing through. And, I mean, he was he would technically be phasing through thousands of objects, and he can't be... Yeah, at this point, let's just spend the three him. hours. I have to All know right. what this is now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I have one other thing that I want to try. And, well, so hold on. Let me okay. just finish this thought. So I think, all that said, I think Thelias could still get down there but I don't think he'd be able to take the object back with him. Like, so he could go down there and like report back on what he understands the object to be, but he wouldn't be able to pull it back up because it's still a solid object. Knowledge is a good thing to have, like knowing, I guess knowing if it's kind of worth taking the time to do. Um, Let me ask this. Um, I have this telekinesis spell. Yes. 
and um, one of the options is sustained force. So sustained force, I can move an object weighing no more than 25 pounds per caster level, which is like 325 pounds at this level, up to 20 feet per round. Uh, a creature can negate the effect if he is possessing it, that doesn't matter. Um, this version of spell lasts one round per caster level, but ends if I cease concentrating. The weight can be moved vertically, horizontally, or in both directions. Cannot be moved beyond your range. So, could I use that to use the dead skeletal dragon's skull as a shovel? As like a backhoe? Asking the important questions. Kind of? Like, I don't... It, it doesn't sound like it's granting you like fine control over objects you can just kind of move it back and forth left or right up or down but like you're talking about like down pivot up like twist so like i guess like as a plow you could use it um yeah okay that's kind of what i'm thinking considering just, like, just shove everything aside bit by bit till i get down to that magic item for yeah but th like this is going to give you a minute, a little over a minute of use of that. Uh, it's 25 pounds per caster level, up to 20 feet per round. I mean, if there's I mean, anything bigger in here, I'll use that. I just kind of assumed that was going to be the biggest, you know. All right, I'll tell you what. You can, I could use. <laughs> each, so with a single casting of telekinesis, uh, I will say that you reduce the dig time required by 3d6 times 10 minutes so up well on a max roll that would do the whole thing um I'll all max right roll it. yeah I'm, I'm okay with that 3d6 times 10 minutes uh i'm also gonna re-prepare my for uh with a pair of power my frostbite spell okay and then uh, after that, Uchu would be ready. He'd start tossing bones to the side. All right. So, yeah, I'm going to grab the, uh, with telekinesis, I'll grab that uh, that dead dragon skull and start plowing out some bones over here. So that's a nine on the 3d6. So that's 90 minutes off. Cut the, cut the, All right. Cuts the time in half. Yep. Is Teobleth going to spend another six level spell to, or, uh, fifth fifth level spell to do it again you know what fuck it yes he is he wants to know oh god damn yeah, we have to know at this point and if this you thing's guys... like a fucking potion i'm gonna lose my mind <laughs> 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 yeah have you guys really gotten any treasure out of gallowspire no <laughs> no we got no. we've Nothing. only this gone backwards god we material <laughs> <laughs> it's a, been a net loss so far. <laughs> Holy shit! Um, that's right. not entirely true. We we did get some stuff off of those skeletal champions, and we got that that belt for Randolph. Oh, that's true. All right. So what'd you get on the second three d six? I got an eleven. So that should do All it. Right. So I imagine that you're just like with either like the dragon skull or some other bone that you can find that might do the job better. You're just like going from south east to northwest and just like pushing the bones out of the hole that is in the wall that leads to the crater in the north northeast. Yeah. And Tuba's still flying room. this whole time. So he's just like up in the air. I picture him kind of mm -hmm. like um 
like a freaking waterbender from Avatar, just like pushing and pulling back and forth. Just, you just see this giant skull just shoving bones out of the way the whole time. Yeah, it's such a it's such a majestic dance that Teal <laughs> is doing, but then it's just like <laughs> he's like excavating all of these bones. Um, all right, so yeah, that gets you down twelve feet below the surface. Uh, all right, what the hell is this thing? Also, this dragon's hoard was one magic item. What a ripoff. Hey, if it's the key to the witch gates, it was worth it. That's true. It is not the key to the witch gates. Fuck. And the dragon considers <laughs> the dragon considers the like the bones in this room its hoard. Yeah, well. uh, so uh, this shield might seem a little uh, a little out of place with that in mind. A shield. Uh, you see, really? You see a shield. It is a, a golden shield bearing the image of a silver dragon and a gold dragon embracing. And you automatically identify it as a winged shield. This heavy shield has a plus three enhancement bonus. Arching, well, it's not arching birds, it's arching dragons for this one, are carved into the face of the shield. Once per day, it can be commanded to fly as the spell carrying the wielder. The shield can carry up to 133 pounds and move at 60 feet per round or up to 266 pounds and move 40 feet per round. Okay. But, you know, plus three heavy shield. What a legend. Yeah, but no one uses shields. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, it's well, a cool thing that it does we can all do for way longer and better anyways. Yeah. Well, you know, once you get, uh, once you get back to town, uh, you can always sell it for half of 17,257 gold. It's not even expensive. <laughs> What town? The town that you guys keep going back to. (laughs) The ones that keep getting annihilated every time we show up. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, yeah. So Teoblith spends a couple minutes excavating these bones and he comes out with a shield. um, And just tosses it in a bag of holding like, oh, that's it. uh, Now, does your uh, occultist ability have any other like does it like pick up like emotional imprints or is it just identify the item oh no i get like some bits of lore about its history and junk so from examining the shield you uh you know that this this dragon as it as it was uh when you fought it went by the name pallid sunrise but before uh his untimely death in his uh, time spent in the Shining Crusade uh, this dragon was known as Velux the Burning Sunrise and he fought alongside uh, mortal men and women against Tarbafan in the Shining Crusade when examining the shield uh, you get you get the uh, impression of like heartbreak and sorrow through the lens of a broken heart, tra- tragic romance, uh, and you think that the gold dragon uh, may actually represent Velux, the burning sunrise, and this silver dragon may have been another specific dragon, perhaps one very emotionally important to Velux. Cool. So yeah, <laughs> when he's once he's done excavating, I guess 
Tiblith would carry the shield back over to the group if no one else came to like watch him or whatever. Real quick, you can give me like knowing knowing more about this from the imprints that you got. Uh, I'll actually let you give me a uh, knowledge history check. That's a twenty-seven. Yeesh. Twenty-seven. Yeah. You you do remember reading about Volok's the Burning Sunrise? You know that he actually served directly underneath General Ayamade. Uh, you remember that he fell to a powerful demon, uh, but. You can't remember what kind of demon or the demon's identity. So it 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 fell during the Shining Crusade, but not to like Tarbafon or any of his undead minions. It fell to a demon. Well, well, you know that Tarbafon right uh, employed many uh, different creatures in his army, uh, including demons and other fiends. Okay. Yeah, how lame would that have been? Just un- unrelated demon attack <laughs> in the Shining Crusade. All right, so I'm sorry. Yeah, so Teoblith, uh does all that identification, goes back to the group. Yep, he comes back to the group with his shields, and he's saying like, "Huh, looks like that was uh, that was Valix. He's a uh, well, <laughs> used to be a gold dragon. I think he's been here for over 900 years." That thing fought in the Shining Crusade. Oh, that's pretty unfortunate. <laughs> it's tragic, Elxie says. If it was uh, anything like the, uh, the the imagery I've had before, <laughs> I uh, I feel great sorrow for this creature. Kishikish kind of bows his head in the direction that uh, the Pallid Sunrise was destroyed, and he says. Rest well, Valix. You have finally ended your torment. Yes, well, anyway, let's see what's in the central tower, shall we? All right. Um, Just for fun, uh, which of these doors do you open into the central pillar? The first thing I'm going to do is activate my ring of invisibility. Um, Arginus, your greater invisibility would have expired by now. Sure. And you guys... I kind of want to be invisible, too. All right, given to the peer pressure. <laughs> I see him go invisible. I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm gonna just use that. I guess I'm invisible too. Probably just go into the door that's closest to all of us. Kish Kish goes, oh, good idea. He also goes invisible. <laughs> all right, uh, so Utrid goes to open the western door in the tower in the pillar. Yeah, and we'll see you next week. Oh. On the Inspired Competence Podcast. Got him. Got See ya. Got him. See ya. See ya. See ya. See ya. See ya.